welcome to Eloquently Awkward, a podcast for ladies with real conversation and biblical perspective. Well, hello, hello, hello. That's how Terry likes to start it, and so I wanted to start it like Terry today. (laughs) It's Amanda. I am here alone. Again, I apologize. Terry and I's lives are so crazy, and with the snow this week, Terry was almost stuck in Colorado Springs, and I was here, and Colorado has had a whirlwind of a week, so I am here by myself today. Um, We were not able to get together, but that's okay. I'm here, and I'm going to bring you all a little devotion um, on my own. Hopefully everybody weathered the storm fine, and uh, if you're here in Colorado, hopefully you made it out of your homes by now, because luckily it started to heat up, and this weekend's supposed to be pretty nice, so hopefully everybody's hanging in, had a good week, rearing up for the weekend. Um, I'm excited to be here today. So, we just talked about starting a new series. Let's talk about that. <laughs> um, this isn't necessarily going to be a story that I pulled out, um, it's just a devotion that I really, I put together a few weeks ago out of one of the devotions that I was just reading in my personal devotions, and it's just something that really stood out to me, something that I really, a verse that they broke down that I really wanted to talk about today, so, um, so my point here, have you ever read the Bible and read all these Bible stories and thought, are these people ever going to get this right? Let's talk about that. (laughs) Um, Because we watch people in the Bible and we read these stories. We watch the children of Israel, King David, King Solomon, Job, even some in the New Testament, the disciples. We watch people turn their backs on God. And I know I mentioned a couple weeks ago, my daughter and I were reading about King Solomon and she asked me that question because he was so, he was doing good in his life. And then at the end, he got himself mixed up and turned his back on God. And she asked me, are these people ever going to stop turning their backs on God? And, you know, we think that about these people. We think about the children of Israel and we're like, come on, can't you just get it right? But I pose the question, what does God see when he looks at your life? Because we can easily compare our lives with any of these people, any of the people in the Bible. Our mistakes and our faults, they're not any different than what these people do. And I'm sure God looks at my life and thinks, come on, Amanda, are you ever going to get it right? Because, man, on the daily, even as just as a mom, there's so many times when I let my my patience run out and I get angry and I snap at my kids or you know you do something that's just quick and in anger and then you think come on you you know better than this you can do better than this and you know we get on ourselves I can only imagine what God thinks when he looks at our lives and when he looks at you know we think of the children of Israel that whole nation when he looks at our nation I can't imagine what he thinks about America these days and about the world and about where we're going and we are doing our missions conference right now and um, we have a missionary going to England and they were talking about England and just the lack of religion there you know those people don't even if you're he was saying that anyone who's younger than 50 never even grew up with any kind of religion most of them Um, because it's just religion and God and following him even though 
England started out as such a good religious nation. I mean, we left England and came to America just to have religious freedom, you know, and we think of all this history and all these things that we used to be that we're not now. And you can so easily look at that and think from God's perspective, are you people ever going to get it right? Like we are just like the children of Israel starting out following the Lord and building our nation on the Lord and then turning our backs and walking away. And even, like I said, even as a nation or individuals, we start out so good sometimes and then we, we just turn and we walk away. Um, but even when we turn and walk away, we can always return. Um, so the verse that I want to read to you guys today and break down for you is Isaiah thirty fifteen, And that verse says, For thus saith the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, In returning and rest shall ye be saved, in quietness and in confidence shall be your strength, and ye would not. Those last four words we're going to focus on a little bit. But God here is talking to the children of Judah. Um, Judah was not following the Lord here. And even in Isaiah 30, verse 1, I want to focus on that one too. It says, Woe to the rebellious children, saith the Lord, that take counsel, but not of me, and that cover with a covering, but not of my spirit, that they may add sin to sin. Judah was rebelling here, and they wouldn't turn back to God. And he said, you know, you'll take cover with a covering, but you won't with my spirit. You know, you won't rely on me. You won't let me fill you You'll follow all this religious nonsense, but you won't turn to me. You won't follow me. Um, so in verse 15, though, there's some key words that I wanted to break down. Um, it says, in returning. Returning means we must return to the Lord from our sin. We have to draw close to God. So he's saying, if you'll re return to me, if you'll come back to me, draw close to me. And then he says, and rest rest we don't have to take all the matters into our own hands here that's what that word rest is talking about we're not taking the matters into our own hands we don't have to try to protect ourselves if we'll draw close to him in returning and rest in him as in handing over the flag the reins whatever you want to say you know giving it over to him rest in him not trying to protect ourselves and and fix it ourselves but return to him rest in him it says um, shall ye be saved? You know, if we would, and that's not necessarily talking about in salvation, but in, in just being saved from what we're fallen into, being saved from our sin, being saved from our rebellion, if we will return to him and rest in him, then he will be there for us. It also says in quietness, 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 oh, quietness. <laughs> We don't have to argue our side. We can just be quiet and we can just trust God will handle it. And that's something that's not always easy. Um, we don't have to um, try to uh, try to always be right. And I love what Terry always says about her mom. Do you want to be right? Oh man, Terry, you're a right fighter. That's what your mom always says. You're a right fighter. Um, and what does your mom always say? Do you want to be right or do you want to be something? You'll find, you'll, you'll know. Anyway, can't remember the other half of that. But we don't always have to argue our side. We can just be quiet and trust that God is going to handle things. And that's a big thing today. As so many people are reared up. And I heard a pastor the other day um, in another conference that was going on. 
Um, and he was saying, don't come up to me and start getting mad about the mask situation, about our, our freedoms, about our constitutional rights. He said, don't come up to me and argue that with me if you don't have a stack of tracks in your hand. Because so many people today, it's so easy for us to get reared up about our our freedoms as Americans. And the American part can fire us up and get us so stirred and angry so much quicker than the thought of our nation, our friends, our family, the people that we know and love going to hell. And this is not... This fight that America is in is not about America. It is about God. It is about our final turn from the Lord. It is about, it is a religious battle. It really is. And I fully believe that. And if we're not first willing to fight for our religious freedom and to stand up for the Lord and to try to see souls saved over keeping our guns and keeping our rights and keeping this, that should be our first priority. But, you know, we're so easily reared up about that. But you know what? In everything, we can still be quiet and just trust that God has it. I have been so convicted lately to just to just remember that I just need to do what God wants me to do. And even my friend and I were having that conversation the other day about, you know, I feel like what I'm doing for the Lord isn't enough or, or I need to be doing more or I need to be doing this. But really, I'm doing what he's asked me to do. And if he doesn't want me to do more, then doing more is not his will. Even if doing more is for him, doing it by my own power and just thinking that's what I need to do, that's still not right. And I need to remember that I need to just do what God wants me to do and trust him to handle the rest. I can't fix the world's problems. I can't even fix my own problems. But I can trust in him to do it. And I don't have to always argue my side. I can just be quiet and do what he's asked me to do. Um, It also says, so it says in quietness and in confidence, confidence, confidence that means we can put aside our doubt and our fear and just trust in complete confidence that God has it. And it kind of goes with quietness because you have to be confident sometimes to be quiet. Um, You have to believe that God is really going to take this to have the confidence to be quiet and let him handle it. That goes back to rest, resting, not trying to protect ourselves. But it all comes from returning to God and drawing close to him. Um, And, you know, you find God's strength in all of this, in returning to him and being close, in resting, um, letting him handle the matters, in being quiet and just doing what he's asked you to do, having the confidence that he's going to protect you and do what he said he would do. You'll find God's strength, and we talk about that a lot on this podcast because we need God's strength in everything that we do. Um, Psalms fifty-five twenty-two is talking about putting our burdens on God, letting Him sustain you. Psalms forty-two five and six says, you know, why are you cast down? Why are you fearful? It's talking about why are you so burdened with all of this stuff? God has promised that He will take care of you, um, and He's gonna sustain you. The last part of this verse, I said, I liked the last four words. It says, and ye would not. Ye would not. There's all these things. Returning, resting, quietness, confidence. We can have all of that. But, and ye would not, God said. Um, Like I said, in verse 1, it talks about how they are rebellious children. They'll cover themselves with coverings, but not with his spirit. Um, In verse 9 of Isaiah 30, 
it says that this is a rebellious people, lying children, children that will not hear the law of the Lord. You know, just rebellion, not listening, not hearing. And then I also like verse 14. Um, and he said, and he shall break it as the breaking of the potter's vessel that is broken in pieces. He shall not spare so that there shall not be found in the bursting of it a shred to take fire from the heath or to take water within all out of the pit. I wanted to draw that verse out because I also heard years and years ago, it was a long time ago, but I'll never forget it because it's very impactful. I heard a lady give a devotion at a women's conference and, uh, it was so good. And she was talking about this verse, the broken vessel. God here is saying like, he will break you and to where, you know, you can't, the, the vessel can't hold fire. It won't hold water. You know, you can't reheat it and fix it. It's broken. But she used that in the sense of we've all done things like that. We've all been broken at some point. We've all broken our vessel. Um, and maybe not all of us. I won't say all of us because there are some people who haven't who've really stayed true and faithful to the Lord, but no one's perfect and we've all had sins and maybe we've, maybe each sin is a crack or if you've done something big, you know, you've taken a chip out of your vessel and vessel here is talking about, you know, like a clay vase, you know, they had the clay pots back then. Um, you know, and each sin that you do is a crack or like I said, maybe it's a bigger sin and it's a whole chip out of the vessel or maybe you have completely shattered your pot. But God can put you back together. Verses 18 through 20 of Isaiah 30 are talking about God's grace and upon even the children of Judah here. I'm going to read those um, couple verses. It says in verse 18, and therefore will the Lord wait that he may be gracious unto you and therefore um, will he be exalted that he may have mercy upon you for the Lord is a God of judgment. Blessed are all they that wait for him, for the people shall dwell in Zion at Jerusalem. Thou shalt weep no more. He will be very gracious unto thee at the voice of thy cry. When he shall hear it, he will answer thee. And though the Lord give you the bread of adversity, the water of affliction, yet shall not thy teachers be removed into a corner any more, but thine eyes shall see thy teachers. And I like in verse 20 when it talks about he will give you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction. There may come times and trials, and we've talked about that. We all know that trials will come, and the old saying of you're either in a trial, coming out of one, or getting ready to go into one, because that's just how life works. That's There's no mountain that you can just live on. And I heard somebody say lately, too, it was really good talking about how even the mountain is a trial. Your prosperity can be a trial, because how you handle it can be a trial from God. Are you going to handle this prosperity well? Because if he lets you have all this good stuff for a while, are you going to squander it or deal with it? But we can't always, there will be affliction and adversity. But it says God will be gracious and he will have mercy. And when we cry, he will hear us. God always has grace and he always promises to forgive us. And so even when our vessel has been broken, cracked, chipped, shattered, however, you can still put it together. And the devotion this lady gave about that was saying, the more broken you are, sometimes God can put that back together and all those cracks and holes will never be filled. You'll never hold water again. But if you put a candle in that vessel and you let the light shine out, you can see more light sometimes. You know, the light's not just coming out the top. Now it's coming out all those cracks and those holes and all those places that are imperfect. 
And God can shine through your imperfections and still use you. But you have to be willing to return, rest, be quiet, and have confidence in him. You have to be willing to come back to him, like he said at the end of this verse, and he would not. Judah would not come back. He, They would not come back and, and trust in him. But it still promises his grace and his mercy and his forgiveness. And I just think that that, I just liked the way that it broke down that verse. You know, the, you know, the returning the rest, quietness, and confidence. Because it's so true. We can be so broken, so rebellious, so turn our backs on him. Just like so many of these people in the Bible have. And, and we can really feel like we've not done anything. Like we've ruined it, I guess, you know, for our walk with the Lord. But we can still come back to him. And just like that broken vessel, like I said, you can still let his light shine through you and it'll shine through those imperfections. He can use those to even create a better or a greater story for him if you will let him. Um, so, you know, I just say, I know this is a short one. You guys got a, got off easy with this one because I'm here by myself, but I just wanted to give a short devotion and just ask, you know, will you follow him? Or if you're not walking with him, will you turn back and walk with him and let him use you however he will? Because he will always promise his grace, his mercy, and his forgiveness, and he can still use you. And a lot of these people at the end of their lives, like I was talking about King Solomon or, you know, Job, Job and Lot, they made some interesting, or I'm sorry, I didn't even mean Job. I meant Lot. And I always say Job when I'm talking about Lot. Job didn't turn his back on God. Lot did. I'm sorry. <laughs> Y'all are probably thinking, Job, this chick's lost her mind. I always call Lot Job, and I don't know why. I'm talking about Lot. Lot. Lot was Abraham's nephew. Lot lived with Abraham and could have been his heir to everything king or <laughs> king. Y'all, y'all really do think I've lost my mind now. Talking about Job turning his back on the Lord when he was like the most faithful man and calling Abraham king. Y'all, I'm sorry. Terry needs to be here to correct me on these things. <laughs> but Father Abraham is what I was going for. You know, good old Father Abraham. He walked with the Lord and God built a nation out of him. And Lot could have inherited a lot of that. But Lot decided to turn his back and go into Sodom and... And live that lifestyle. And then when he left, he still ended up in a bad situation because his daughters ended up having his children. And, you know, he just ended up with just a messed up life. And Solomon never really got it right. He started worshiping the gods of all his wives. And, you know, even Peter turned his back on the Lord, um, you know, and denied him. And, and we just see all these people and we can make those mistakes. But just just return to him return in him return to him where is terry terry my terry <laughs> return to him rest in him being quiet and having confidence that he can handle it um just follow him that's just i just tell people that all the time and people that i see that i just you know just trust that he's got this and then no matter how you feel or what you feel is an injustice to you or something that you need to fix yourself. Just like it says in Psalms fifty-five twenty-two. I didn't read the verse, but I, you know, it's talking about putting your burdens on God and uh, not being cast down and fearful that you can't handle it because you can. And if you, if you will cling to him, you'll find his strength. 
and he will promise grace and he will still use you and you can still be a blessing and still be a beautiful work of art as people like to say but I just wanted to share that little devotion with you guys um next week um the plan is unless we get more snow or something crazy happens or you know life um Terry's gonna be talking about Jonah I believe she said Jonah good story on Jonah so um, we'll be back together next week. Hopefully you guys have a good weekend and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.